0: Welcome to another episode of uh, Mork's Chat Sports, where we have a very special guest who's joined me this afternoon. Today's guest has formed the backbone of the Zimbabwe cricket side and has given hope to so many Zimbabweans with his performances at the crease. He hails from Harare and he made his international debut in 2004 as an 18-year-old. He has since gone on to score 17 international centuries, which is the most by any Zimbabwean, and he has been at the forefront of Zimbabwe cricket, leading from the front, starring in some historic wins, and has played all over the world. After a string of hugely successful performances in the 2015 Cricket World Cup, he went on to have a very successful stint in county cricket with knots, and he then returned home to Zimbabwe. And most recently led the side to a T20 victory over Pakistan, as well as in the Test Series. And hopefully he has a few more good years in him yet. It's a massive honour for me to sit down with you and and have a chat with one of Zimbabwe's greats. Welcome to Brendan Taylor. Brendan, how's the body feeling after the the Pakistan Series? Well, thanks for having
1: me, Rich. Uh, It's good to have a chat with you. But uh, spirits are high, Body's feeling fine. And... uh... Yeah, just in the middle of preps for Bangladesh. So, feeling pretty good.
0: Fantastic. And no, no doubt the kids are keeping you busy, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, that doesn't change. Four um, boys they are nonstop. So, <laughs>
0: fortunately, I think their batteries are wearing out at the, at the minute. So, um, have to get some rest and sleep. Oh, a bit of respite, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, as we do with, with these interviews, we take people back to sort of where sport sort of first started for them. And obviously, we're going to take you back to your early days at at Littlefordia. That's where it all started for you. So, what do you what do you remember about your days at Littlefordia? And and more importantly, can you remember your first fifty or or your first century?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, from from grade one, really. I I just loved the game, cricket, um, and found out I was okay at it. So by grade two. I was, I made the Colts A team, um, which was probably being thrown into the deep end, but um, it was either sink or swim and sort of just hung in there. And yeah, by grade three, I was pretty comfortable. And I think no, by grade four, I think I got my first century, um, uh, I think it was at Lama Gundy Primary School or something like that. So yeah, I, I just loved it. I really did. I didn't know anything else. I mean, walked played our hockey and our rugby. Uh, rugby, I quite enjoyed, but um, I, was, I, I, far, I was far better at cricket than I was at the other two. So I started at La and some of the best years of my life.
0: Okay, and uh, hopefully not too many Three Woods cross countries I know that uh, you know that that course is, is renowned in Zim uh, as a hell of a cross country course. But uh, yeah,
1: no, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't run a bath, so <laughs> I wasn't, I was not in the list there. I was safe there, safe there.
0: That's a good thing. Uh, you, you then went on to uh, St. John's College and played first 11 cricket for them for several years. And over the over the last sort of months, you, you turned to Twitter a few months back to clear your name, both as an individual and as a parent, on the back of a letter which, which resurfaced. And uh, it was, of course, addressed to a Mr. and Mrs. Taylor, parents of a St. John's College pupil, Referring to an incident where a crocodile was stolen from a farm near Chikarubi Prison. You cleared yourself and your son of any wrongdoing and uh, evidence will support that. Uh, What can you remember about your your days at St. John's College? Did you focus solely on cricket or did you allow yourself to to get up to mischief and have a bit of fun? Yeah, well, firstly, my kids are certainly capable of that. Um, That's what worries me. (laughs) Secondly... um,
1: yeah, again, it was cricket, 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 hey? Eh? That was the only reason why I went to St. John's because club cricket was in a strong state uh, during that period and I could play club cricket on the weekends. So if I went to Falcon or Peterhouse, a um and I was a full boarder, I don't think it would have been viable. So that was the thinking where I could have private coaching on the weekends and, and club cricket with the older guys. And you grow up pretty quickly doing that. So that was the reasoning behind it. Um, in terms of classroom and stuff, I think I... I might have got three O-levels, so I I knew from straight away, I just said, I'm going to play cricket, which is not the smartest thing to do in case, you you know, you might have a car accident or something, you never play and you don't have anything behind you. you Fortunately, that hasn't been the case, but I really knew I was so committed to the game that um, that's all I wanted to do. So I left the year early uh, in lower six um, and just, yeah, just pursued cricket, just day in, day out and uh, played the Under-19 World Cup and then obviously fast-tracked into the national team a few months later.
0: And and we're very happy that uh, you attended St. John's College, and we're very happy that you uh, you obviously left a bit early and and were part of two under-19 World Cup squads, uh, the first one in New Zealand in 2002 and then the second one in 2004. And again, a key member of the side, which included many of your current international teammates, Sean Williams, Craig Irvin, uh, Prosper Itseya, Alton Chikumbura, Graham Crema, and even... Colin de Grandhomme, who's sporting a lovely mullet at the moment. You guys, you went on to, to beat Australia, rolling them out over for just 73. You also beat New Zealand, where you scored 127 and were voted man of the match. Obviously, in 2004, we, we kind of uh, know how it went for Zim Cricket. And as you mentioned, a lot of the guys thrown to the deep end against Sri Lanka who at the time had Mataimur Litherin, Sangakara, Voss, and, and the list goes on. So you guys played a, a few ODIs and a couple of tests. What can you tell us, what can you recall about that, uh, you know, on the back of the under-19 World Cup squads and then having to be thrown right into the deep end into international cricket?
1: Yeah, I remember it vividly. Um, it was, um, yeah, the eyes were like saucepans. So I mean, you know, they were... Um, it was a huge amount of shock but at the same time wow it's, this is really happening Um and these are guys that you know you idolized uh you know and i still do to this day but you know it's it's, it's a it's a massive jump um and then you sort of psych yourself out going there well i'm probably going to get knocked over first ball, all and then you can get that on ball and and it's amazing how powerful the mind is because if you get that right um your body can do some some crazy things so uh, um, yeah, but I, I did get a duck on debut and uh, <laughs> I, I think my mum was in clubs so which cheers. Jim and Navas hit my stump, middle stump back to the wicket keeper. And yeah, it was it was you know, welcome to the big league game. But then I mean we had i good good sounds advice from Jeff Marsh, who was our coach at the time and you know, he, he knew we were a bit out about that. But as the series as the series progressed, you know, the scores got a little bit better and you had that sense of belief that you belonged there. Um, Although it was probably a year or two too premature, but um, it, it, it made me a player that I am today mentally, and and, and and obviously there's always room for improvement. But um, it was it was a challenging time, but one I'm very grateful. for.
0: Again, we're, we're very grateful that you were around in the the beginning of the you know the new era of, of Zimbabwe cricket, and and you've been there since. Um, and I'd like to just chat a little about your international career. Um, you've given us many magical moments, many match-winning performances, and uh, you know a couple spring to mind, several spring to mind, namely your last ball heroics in 2006, hitting six of the last ball of uh, Mortaza to beat Bangladesh. Uh, you carried your bat 145 not out against South Africa in 2010, and uh, you were man of the match and captain scoring 105-71 in Zimbabwe's return to test cricket back in 2011, beating Bangladesh. But that said, we have to, have to, have to talk about Zimbabwe's win in the T20 World Cup against Australia. And you would have played against Australia just after Sri Lanka in 2004, and then you got some retribution. Australia boasting the likes of Gilchrist, Ponting, Hayden, Johnson, Lee, you restricted them to 138 and you were pretty handy behind the stumps too. And more importantly, you got a, a man of the match, 60 not out or of, of 45 deliveries to guide Zimbabwe to a, a win with a ball to spare. What can you remember? What uh, what can you tell us? And at what point did you think this is going to happen? Um,
1: well, that's one game that stands out a great deal because there was one... One and only very few times we've ever put all three departments right, but we bowled well, we batted well, we fielded well, and it was just a it was just a fun game to be a part of because we probably knew we were going to get a hiding. Um, and the way we bowled, um, and we took all our catches, run outs with direct hits, I remember that. Um, it was just a really uh, clinical, professional performance from us. And uh, you know, I must credit the guy called Bussy Sabanda who I opened the batting with because Brent Lee was bowling good pace and uh, he got on top of him pretty quickly and that allowed me to sort of just knuckle down and and just uh anchor the inning so to speak so i remember that very well and he doesn't get a lot of credit for that but that took the pressure off me and you know when you're chasing six and a half seven and over t20 cricket, it's not a great deal but against a, a team like that who are just powerhouse in world cricket you just always thought it was not over till the end because the aussies they never give up and they fight like hell and um yeah it was it was, a, it was a hell of a game you know there was rain delays there was stuff with lewis we we're behind and um you know fortunately i got it there was an over where some spin was bowled to me and i managed to get i think it was brad hogg very much part-time bowler we had to take him down and managed to do that because we felt it was bracken i think it was brett lee and johnson they were just uh, a little bit too much pace for us and yeah it was fun man i, I, I just uh it was definitely one of the proudest moments because they I think I just whitewashed England in the, t- in the Ashes 2007 as well. and They were just the best, though renowned team weren't they? So, yeah, it was, we had England the next day, so unfortunately we
0: couldn't die to have a good <laughs> thrasher, but um, we had to wait until after England. <laughs> There's some quality footage off the back of that game. I think it was your dad in the crowd with the flags and, you know, the team running onto the pitch. It's, it's uh, spectacular. Yeah. And- And you've also, throughout your career, played for an array of overseas teams. You've played for Wellington, Candy Tuskers. You've played in the Bangladesh Premier League, the Pakistan Super League. And in 2014, you were picked up by the Sunrisers Hyderabad in the IPL. Brendan, please tell us the story about how you were picked up in the auction and all the razzmatazz behind being part of an IPL team.
1: That's an interesting one, Rich, because I remember, I think it was a year before, maybe six months prior to that, um, India were coming out to Zimbabwe by one day I put a huge amount of work into, into that training and um, probably got the fittest I've ever been because I knew if I could do well against India, you know, it's almost automatic selection into the IPL. Saying that, I probably had the worst series of my life. I think I've got probably about 55 runs in five games. So, you know, I didn't even bother watching the auction. I just thought it's, no chance. But the year prior to that, um, I played in, Sh- in the Sri Lanka Premier League The Tom Moody. who was the Sunrises' high coach at the time and gone on to be a very successful coach. Uh, great man, great coach. And he backed me. He-, he saw something in me. And, you know, when you've got those sort of connections, things can happen. So that was the reasoning behind it. Tom Moody backed me, and that's how the world works. You know, as who you know sometimes, and um, I'm thankful for him. Unfortunately, uh, I didn't even end up going. I got married that year, so I missed. They said you'll miss the first two weeks. I think the first two weeks were in Abu Dhabi. Dubai. I think there was some some political stuff going on in India, and then I moved back to the tournament. So if I hadn't had my wedding, I probably would have gone. But you know, <laughs> I'd make sure miss it. the missus doesn't hear that one. Um, yeah, it was the was easiest paycheck in the world. But it's, that wasn't. I was upset about that because I mean you you, you want to go and prove yourself. You want to go you know test yourself. And you have a good series there. Your life changes forever. So so but. Um, I was, I was, I've been fortunate to play around the world, but I, I really wanted that opportunity just to who knows, you know, one day out, one good day out. You never know.
0: Very true, and uh, you know that the Sunrisers in that season had some cracking overseas players: Finch, Warner, Sammy, uh, Jason Holder, and uh, it would have been spectacular if you <laughs> if you uh, had the opportunity to to go out onto the field, but. Uh, yeah, you've played all over the world and uh, I'm going to take you back now to the 2015 Cricket World Cup where you famously scored back-to-back hundreds against Ireland and your mates India. You ended as the fourth highest run scorer in the tournament despite only playing six games. Uh, I think Guptil, Kumar Sangakkara, and AB De Villiers are the only guys that scored more runs than you and you speak very highly of that tournament not just for the cricket itself but also off the field and i wanted to ask why is that you know what do you as a player look for whilst on a tour in terms of off the field
1: well i put a little bit of success down to knowing that i was actually going to England i'd signed my contract i was you know i hadn't told him cricket at the time i told him pretty much half it for the tournament um and then i had that that free mind i knew you know, the next three years were taken care of. Obviously, some cricket were quite keen to have me around for a bit, but um, I'd made my mind up. And uh, just having a World Cup, any World Cup is very special, uh, whether it's in Asia or Australia, New Zealand. I mean, they put on a hell of a spread for you and you're very well taken care of. Um, but just having it in Australia New Zealand, they're two great countries. And yeah, it was a, it was a great tour because I think we had like, we had seven games or six games in six weeks. So you'd go out, you'd play your game, you'd have three days to relax, go out and enjoy yourself a little bit, and then you put the work in the next three days. Um, so the, bodies was, the body was always fresh, uh, the mind was fresh. Um, but obviously there was always two games that stand out there. I think it was Pakistan, we couldn't chase 220, and we fell short. And then obviously Ireland, the controversy of I think John Mooney stepping on the ropes. Um, you know, But I think there was too much off uh, field drama going on. With, you know, There was World Cup tour fees, and, that being discussed, and that sort of crept into our sort of talk, tournament and our preparations. And those we call them one percenters. If we don't get them right, they will affect the, the team, and that's exactly what happened. So, if everything was taken care of. I believe we would have beaten Pakistan and we would have beaten Ireland.
0: Again, it was a, a cracking uh, tournament for yourself, but you, you alluded to it a little bit earlier there. Uh, after, after the World Cup, it was. Uh, it was tough for, for the fans, I'm sure. And uh, you know after the World Cup, you, you moved on to play county cricket with Notts. You played three successful seasons there. And uh, I just wanted to kind of ask you a, f- a few questions about that in terms of how the opportunity came about and uh, what it was like sharing a dressing room with your, your good mates, Alex Hales, Stuart Broad. And, and what, what what can you tell us about some of these uh, interesting characters you, you spent some time with?
1: I mean, I think firstly uh, the, the first club that was interested was Leicester and, and um, Worcestershire, uh, Worcester. So I mean, it's nice to have some options, hey. Eh? So then, <laughs> and obviously not being a test ground, a bigger club, that was the reasoning behind it. Unfortunately, we have agents to do that because I'm bloody hopeless at you know negotiating and all that stuff. So a good friend of mine is my agent. Where I need him, he doesn't really need me. I think he does a lot of West Indian big boys, and he's just a good mate of mine. So he really helped me out there. Eddie. And, uh, but just being in the Trent Bridge ground where there's so much history, uh, Trent Bridge, I mean, it's, it's, it can be challenging to play, but wow, it's just this really, you feel like, you know, you're a little bit out of your depth because there's just so much tradition, history, quality players around you, but you they give you everything, uh, the facilities, the training, the, the food, the, just everything's just, you know, we're very spoilt and uh, something we actually don't really get here as an international team, but they just... You know, they, Zim Cricket have made strides there, but yeah, it's I mean, Hale's broad. Just good blokes, you know, they're just down to it. People, a lot of humour, and guys give it a red-hot crack when they play the game. So, um, a very good side, and I learned a great deal playing with them.
0: And, uh, you know, you had some, some fun off the field, and, and you also had a, a great time on the field, too, for Notts. Uh 2017 being a, a, a real standout year for you. You scored 154 off 97 in the quarter-final. On the way to you guys lifting the the royal london one day cup where you beat surrey in the final you then top scored with 65 in the t20 blast final covering from 30 for three to beat warwickshire who had colin de grandome playing uh what was that season like for you and uh like we mentioned you had some great times off the field but what was the the season itself like for you in 2017. yeah
1: a special one really probably the most special and i say this I am very passionate about surviving cricket but as a team performance that was definitely the best year of my life playing cricket because I mean we've built up so much camaraderie friendship over the last three years um, and you 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 go through defeats and tough times and that's what sort of creates that sort of winning that winning formula and you've got a guy like Peter Moore who is the head coach um obviously two stints with England in my eyes I've never been under a better coach uh, than him um just an absolute legend of a man and um you know, he got the best out of us, and to win two out of the three in England with his 18 teams is a hell of a thing, you know, it's like, you know, it's like football, Man United winning the treble in nine nine, for example, and but we won two of the three, it's, it's incredible effort, but that just shows how much depth we had at Nottingham, you know, I, I, I stepped up in the quarterfinals and uh, got over the line, I think there was 800 runs scored in that game, and there was semi-final at Chelmsford against Essex, Chasing 370, we were 100 or I think it was. I think I got 60 odd runs, and then Sam Patel and Stephen Mulaney got hundreds. Just, just stepped up. So if I didn't perform, or Hales didn't perform, or uh, Chris Reid, for example, didn't perform, someone else would just step up, and it was incredible. And then obviously the final at Lords. I mean, chasing three, what was it, 320 maybe? I think Alex Hill's got 180 something. was just the best knock you'll ever see. <laughs> uh, and again, we're 100 for five chasing 320. So teams don't win in those positions. And um, so when the t- times are tough, people put their hands up and that's, that's the sign of a brilliant team.
0: For sure and uh, the, the name of it escapes me at the moment but there's a, a great interview with yourself and, and Luke Fletcher rocks up sort of halfway through the interview and it's uh, it's uh, very entertaining and it, it seems like you built some some good friendships with the boys from Knots and had some good times off the field as well.
1: For sure, uh, absolute friends for life, friends for life, very, very special guys. Um, Luke Fletcher, just the most popular guy in they cricket, They're just extremely funny. Um, but just the heart of gold. Um, not just Luke as well. There's, there's a there's a great bunch of guys there, and that's what that's what breeds success as well. You know, good friendships. And when you cross that line, you go to battle. You you fight a little bit harder for your for your mates. So, so um, that's that, well, that's what it was all about. When you lose, we lose together, and we win, we celebrate together. And um, yeah, that's what made it pretty special.
0: Fantastic. And after your very successful county stint, you remember it very fondly, as you mentioned, uh, you returned to Zimbabwe, and obviously we're very grateful for that. And you went straight back into the team for the two-match series against the West Indies, scoring 73 in your first game back. You also scored back-to-back hundreds in a test against Bangladesh, which has happened 86 times in, in test cricket, and only 13 players have done it more than once. So, Sangakara, Warner, Callis, Ponting, Dravid, Hayden, to name a few, and Brendan Taylor is obviously on that list. The 2018 World Cup qualifiers were certainly a rollercoaster of emotions, but you've, you've continued to perform score runs and lead the side into a new generation. What moments have, have stood out for you in your return to Zimbabwe cricket?
1: I mean, I, I to be brutally honest, I, I, um, I haven't been as, as successful as I would have liked. Uh, not, I mean, as an individual, you always hold yourself accountable. Um, you know, your performances. You're always going to scrutinise that and, uh, and see where you can improve. Uh, I've had some good times individually, um, and I've had some bad ones. But um, you know, I think we've had a test win away. Maybe in um, it was in Bangladesh, and that yeah. series where I didn't get runs in the first test uh that we won but i got runs in the second test so like you mentioned but um to win in bangladesh was a special special feat because conditions are so much different and it's hugely challenging to see the best teams go in the world go there and, and get beat but yeah uh, sadly the the 2018 qualifiers was certainly the toughest part of any any one of our careers because yeah like you mentioned roller coaster short sure. we we're flying through the tournaments i um, mean we had two bites of the cherry there we got close with west indies Game before, and we knew if we lost that we still had a crack at um, at UAE. Which we, we expected to win that, obviously. Uh, unfortunately, we played our worst game of cricket uh, when it mattered the most, and um, still hurts. So just yeah, we, we should have been there, you know. Just it's, that's that's the way it is, and you know, have it at home, packed out house, packed full crowd, probably two or three thousand over capacity, and um, yeah, it was a tough one, very tough.
0: I, I, I'm sure it was. I, I can't imagine how how it must have felt, um, but we we're not gonna we're not gonna dwell on that too much. But the Zimbabwe side has the opportunity to put that right. Some of the the core players are still around, and obviously you guys are taking part in the ODI Super League. You've got uh, a couple of exciting series this year. You were a key part of the the Pakistan series, both away last year as well as in in Harare a, a couple of weeks ago and zimbabwe are part of the super league in a bid to qualify for the 2023 cricket world cup in india having already played pakistan and picking up a, a crucial win in that series your remaining fixtures include bangladesh at home india at home Ireland away afghanistan at home sri lanka away netherlands home and a huge one australia away that'll be fantastic there's also prospect of you guys playing in the T20 World Cup in Australia next year. What excites you most about uh, about the future, BT?
1: Rich, um, yeah, I think obviously with COVID happening, uh, we've missed quite a bit of cricket as, as many other teams did as well, so certainly a bit of catch-up there. But we've always cried out for the football games, and um, that's what's happening, so... We're very thrilled about that. Um, I don't know when India will come. I'm, I don't think it's going to happen this year. Although the, the future tours program will say that, but I think from here go to Ireland. I think we, this talk we're going to go to Scotland. Five T20s. Um, come back. Uh, yeah, I think Afghanistan. After that, and Australia. I know we have to tick that off, and I know we have to play. It's part of the Super League. So okay. when we play it, I don't know. We will play it at some point, and that's very exciting.
0: Finally, Brendan, um, you have the the Bangladesh series right around the corner. I'm just going to give you some stats, if you don't mind. Your next ODI will be your 200th. You need 389 runs to reach 10,000 international runs and only 417 to catch Grant Flower, who's in second behind Andy Flower. Uh, In T20s, you need 66 more runs to reach 1,000. For you, as you mentioned, the the Australia series will be very special. Uh, a tour against India and hopefully, you know, playing in one, if not two, international tournaments for Zimbabwe will be great. But what is still left to tick off on, on your bucket list for Zim Cricket?
1: Yeah, I mean, when I turned 30, 31, uh, about four years ago, that individual performances don't really matter a whole lot. That's why you're trying to preserve uh, your body a little bit and try and get a little bit of longevity going, um, which I have done, but I still feel there's so much more to do. You know, what's important right now for me would be sort of trying to mentor younger players, uh, leading by example on the field and spending time with them because I didn't have that coming into the side. We all had to pretty much learn on our own. So certainly that mindset to leave cricket in a better place when you arrive, that's that's, that's really important. and there's, fortunately, there's still a few senior players left in the group. Um, and they all have big parts to play, not just on the field. So, you know, if we get the team buying in, because if you look back at past experiences where we've won a game of cricket, um, we've, you know, we, that's down to one or two individuals having a good day out. Um, but we have a collective team performance. Like, for example, yeah, we only got 120 runs against uh, Pakistan, but we managed to defend it. So we build it well. And we bowled well. So... If we start having the players have that sort of mentality to scrap and fight and you know, never give up and give yourself the best chance in preparation, all these sort of things, uh, the team will be in a better space. So that's the, the thinking behind it. Um, but at the same time, if I you know, look after my individual performances, which no one's guaranteed that, but you prepare like, you know, I always prepare well before series and I'll make sure I get my, my work in. And, um, you know, if you perform well, uh, the team's going to benefit. So... Yeah, so a bit of individual there, but obviously, group
0: being a team sport, that's, that's focusing on that's what's more important. Perfect, Brendan. Uh, and then finally, just to sort of close out the interview, we're gonna well, I'm gonna ask you a few more sort of informal questions. Um, we certainly hope that you can get to a few of those milestones. But uh, in terms of Zimbabwe itself, a proud Zimbabwean you are, and uh, I just wanted to know what your your favourite holiday destination is in Zimbabwe.
1: Ooh, it's well, Probably Kariba or, or the river. Yes. We're very fortunate with that, aren't we? So yeah, for <laughs> sure. Tough one there with the kids. With the kids, it's probably Kariba because it's a little bit more to do, uh,
0: more space. But uh, if I can get to the river with all the boys, then yeah, yeah. Certainly the river. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so uh, again, a bit of uh, I'm going to draw on your experience here. So I'm going to put you in a scenario. You're looking to win a super over. You can choose only players you've played with or against in your career. You can choose two batters for your side and also someone to bowl the, the super over. Who are you going for and why?
1: Okay. Uh, two batters for me certainly will be uh, AB Villiers, No doubt, mm-hmm. AB.
0: Um,
1: and I'm going to go... Oof. Like an Adam Gilchrist. I wouldn't mind an Adam Gilchrist, the left and <laughs> right hand combination. Very uh, good. Um, and my bowler to be to defend the total
0: would be Lassif Billiga okay and uh, yeah there was a lovely uh, clip that the ICC shared with uh, you and your ramp shot and you sort of flipping him over, over your head Adam Gilchrist one of your idols I think so good to have uh, him and AB sure. so also Brendan I'm going to draw on your captaincy experience so we have uh, here in London we have our own version of the Logan Cup where Mashonaland will be taking on Matabeleland in Wandsworth Common. And uh, it's gonna be a very competitive affair, but uh, there'll be a few beers around too. So, what advice do you have for the Mashonaland boys as they look to regain the London Logan Cup?
1: Well, Mishonah boys, as always, is saying, the only good thing to happen in Bulaway was a road Terraria, So that's one. I didn't ever like that one. eh? So, um, (laughs) cheapest. I don't know. Uh, Probably spike them, spike their drinks a little bit. Uh, But I'm backing the Mishonahs, 100%. I'm backing you guys. Uh, Bit of verbal barrage, maybe. Yeah. Mental warfare. uh,
0: Okay.
1: As a part, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of that. But how cool is it that you guys can get together and have a game of cricket now with
0: a few Zimbabweans? Pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely lovely. The world's opening up and uh, that's a good thing for socialising and for for cricket too. BT, my last question to you, which three players that you've shared a change room with would you bring to Zimbabwe on a houseboat or a river trip? I mean, Alex Hales was one of them, but uh, you're allowed three three players who you can bring with you for a, a tour.
1: I'm definitely Luke Fletcher, he's just uh, <laughs> yeah, he'll be entertainment 24-7, uh, who else is the other one? I'd have to go Alex Hales again because oh. if you put those two together, it's this Comedy Central so... Added value. Um, yeah, the Laurel and Hardy stuff, but I mean it's... Uh, who else? There'll be one more, this is... I'd like, um oh, this is a bit of a Manhattan, I'd like a Ben <laughs> Stokes, i Ben Stokes would be a good good option.
0: I think so. I think so. That'll be a a very fiery river trip or, or houseboat, whatever you choose.
1: Uh, let me add in Gary Balance there. Gary Balance oh. as well. Philly, no.
0: Gary Balance. Gary as
1: well. No, you, no, for sure.
0: You don't have to keep your t-shirt on at the river, Gary, if you're listening.
1: <laughs> They're all the time in the world for Gaza.
0: Uh, BT, um, it's, it's been fantastic to pick your brain. It's uh, fantastic to talk about your, your wonderful cricketing career. You've been such an inspiration over the past 15 years for Zimbabwe and, and you've given us so many moments to cherish. As I said, hopefully you can play in a couple more tournaments yet for Zimbabwe and no doubt you will be remembered as one of Zimbabwe's greatest ever. Thank you so much for your time, and, and hopefully a couple of those trips can uh, can happen, both on and off the field.
1: Brilliant, No, Rich, thank you, thank you very much, and uh, awesome to chat to you. And I hope to do hope to do it again with you soon. And yeah, appreciate all your kind words. Thank you.
0: Thank you, BT. Cheers. <laughs> Bye.
1: Cheers. Take care. Bye. Bye. Ciao.